KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy. There are a lot of numbers and topics to talk about, and we will do so with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Give a listen. So let's start by talking GDP. We've been kind of talking about it, uh, giving an idea of what we thought it was going to be. Comes in annual rate for the second quarter, 6.5%. What do you think? I think it's good. I think sometimes the economists are, are wrong because they're either op- too optimistic or they don't have all the information uh, to make these claims. But I'm happy with that GDP. I think it's a, it's a good number. We haven't seen numbers like that since probably 1984. And that's a good thing. As we look ahead, as things are getting weird again with the virus, uh, and, you know, we're already projecting third quarter, but uh, I think it, it's going to have be a lot more volatile than the second quarter. It could, but we, we're going to have two strong months, and those two strong months are going to be July and August when people are on vacation at various spots. People are traveling by train, um, a plane, automobile, whatever the case may be. And you're going to have people spending money, and you, people have been receiving the $300 uh, from the government for the child tax credit, too, as well, which is uh, helping people out. I know it causes debt. We all realize that. Uh, we knew this, you and I, looking into this way back in March of last year, but we thought, well, people need the funds. They need the money. They need to get the businesses open. They need to pay their bills. They need to have food on the table. And this is where this uptick is happening. People are still confident about this economy. Jobless claims dropped last week by 24,000 to about 400,000. We're not back to pre-pandemic levels, but we're in a, a world now where the, the numbers are much, much more manageable. Oh, it is. Uh, Now, we had a few glitches along the way the past couple months, and we knew that was going to happen. Uh, People are are still concerned about going back to work full-time, part-time. People are still concerned about going back to the office, too, as well. Um, People are working from home. They're probably more productive from home. There's a lot of positives about staying at home. Look, unemployment rates in in June this year from June last year, um, most of them in 390 metropolitan areas, about 380 of them, they went down. So that's a good thing. Unemployment rates in in general are going down, even though we still have claims in the 400,000 range. But on the other end of the spectrum, we've got places that can't find people to hire. I think I saw uh, one study or one uh, piece of research uh, in May. There were a record 9.2 million job openings. I know that's a couple months ago, but it's just if if you want to work and you're willing to go out there, you there's a good chance you're going to find something. Oh, no doubt. Uh, it may not be the job you want, but it's going to pay better this year than it did a couple of years ago. And it's going to be work. It's going to be uh, the possibility of being being able to move up, maybe benefits. I do see that the pandemic has really shooken a lot of people in many ways. And they're rethinking their lifestyles and saying, maybe I don't need to work full time. Maybe I'll retire a little bit earlier. Maybe I'll, I'll take care of some of the, the grandchildren. Maybe we'll travel a little bit. So the Traditionally, those people who were 62 and older would still be out there working, and but now they're rethinking their lives. That is part of that 9.2 million jobs that are open. People went back to school as well, Matt, during the pandemic, and they're still in school. They, they want to maybe shift into a different um, 
industry. And so you have job openings of 9.2 million. It's not unheard of during a pandemic. More good news on the consumer confidence front. Is this six straight months that I read that correctly, uh, that the consumer confidence has has improved? It has improved. I, I think we've reached a 17-month high, too, as well. People are confident. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're getting shots. They're, they're being careful. Um, they want to spend money. They want to save money. They want to go on vacation. Uh, so there's even though we just said there was 9.2 million jobs opened, uh, people are confident. They're out there. They're spending. Uh, the only thing that they have a concern about is the lingering higher inflation that could maybe clip us a little bit in the third quarter and fourth quarter of this year. Yeah, to that point, kind of expound on uh, inflation, because I saw that there was one gauge that, that the Fed uses was up three and a half percent in June over last year. Uh, kind of explain this for us. Right. What usually happens is the numbers will come out on a monthly basis and then news medias will pick this up and they'll just run with 5.4% and 6%. Oh my God, it's so high. But what will happen is the government annualizes a lot of things. They annualize not, not just inflation, but other numbers. So from it, and they smooth it out by annualizing it. So if we took 5%, per month, over 12 months, we'd have 60% inflation. Well, we're not going to have that. We had inflation of 5, 5.4. I think it's going to stabilize. I think on an annual basis, it's it's higher than the Fed's target rate that they want to have. And I realize people are hurting. They're seeing the gas prices go up. They're seeing food go up. Uh, I don't know whether this is temporary, but it's what they call uh, it's in transit, if you will. Probably for the next three or four months this year, we're going to see higher inflation until you see the Fed raise interest rates a little bit to try to cool down this economy. Anytime you have an economy that, that that's uh, pounding out six and a half percent GDP, you're bound to have inflation. That being said, though, consumer spending was up, uh, compensation up. You know, there yeah. are things playing against it. Yeah, you're right, Matt. And and wages have have increased. Uh, and the fact that that spending has increased, savings has increased too as well. The pandemic has made people think a little bit more about maybe I should save money, whether it's savings for college, whether it's paying down debt. Uh, we're spending money. We're saving money. Uh, if people are back to work, the wages are higher than they were uh, prior to the pandemic. It's because people are Companies are looking for people to work. They're hungry for people to work. It's it's just one of those things because you still have that fear factor of people that may not want to go back to work too as well, or they're comfortable working from home. You mentioned the Fed and interest rates. Do you think we'll see a rise this year? Or do you think that is something that would be on the docket early 2022? Well, looking at, at what they did this past week, Tuesday and Wednesday, listening to, to some of their conversations, uh, I think it's going to be early 2022. Uh, I know some of the people like the Treasury Department would like to see it increased now <laughs> to sort of, um, if you want to call it, uh, starve off a cold, if you will, starve off, uh, choke the economy. Look, 6.5% is very good GDP, especially when, la what was it, third quarter last year when it was down by close to 30%, 25%. That was brutal. So, People have money now. They're spending it. We knew that was going to happen. We knew the Fed was going to do that. We knew there was going to be a stimulus package of more than just one last year, and we knew it was going to continue into this year. I think one way to tame inflation is, is, to, is to basically 
increase interest rates so people will not be spending as much. It'll Once you do that, you'll see the prices level off. I feel like we've been talking about infrastructure for decades, uh, but it does seem like the president's infrastructure plan, it, it passed a key vote in the Senate. This could be big. It could, it's, it's desperately needed. Uh, how does this fit into things if we see this infrastructure plan come to, to fruition? Well, at least $1.2 trillion of this plan would revitalize America's roads, roads and bridges. It's going specifically to roads, bridges, clean water, uh, sanitary sores, storm sores, airports. Yes, there is money in there that is going to go to uh, electric vehicles. Uh, $66 billion is supposed to go to address all the problems 